everybody, just a reminder to go see our friends down at Two Docks in downtown Lubbock, 502 Texas Avenue. Best beer in Lubbock by far. Brendan and I can both attest to it. Great guys, great place to hang out with friends and great food trucks out there as well. But they were voted the best place to have a beer in Lubbock. Best of the West for this year. So go down and see our friends down at Two Docks in downtown Lubbock. Now let's get to RRS in 10. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome into RRS and 10. I am RC Maxwell alongside Brandon Solis. It is Monday. I hate to ruin your week already, but it was a uh, interesting weekend for Texas Tech Athletics, to say the least. Brandon, how you doing today, man? Uh, doing good. Doing as good as you can for a Monday. But uh, we're all in the same boat. A, rough, uh, a little rough weekend, like you mentioned a little bit. So not, uh, yeah. not as well as you wanted it to go. Yeah, especially on the baseball front as the number five Texas Tech Red Raiders lost a series to the Baylor Bears. Um, They won the middle game, but man, Friday and Sunday were not um, ideal in any stretch of the imaginations as the Baylor Bears put up at least 12 runs on you in two games. Um, On Friday night, they put up 13 and won 13 to three. Then on Saturday, Texas Tech won four to one after a bases clearing double from Braxton Fulford, and then on Sunday, at one point, Baylor was up 10-2. to Tech looked like they had a chance to maybe finagle their way back into it a little late, and then nothing came into it, and they gave up two runs in the top half of the ninth to lose 12-4. to But you look at it, Brendan, I mean, that all but takes Texas Tech out of it when it comes to the Big 12 championship. Um, But – that's not really all that matters. I think right now, when you look at things, I think if you're Texas tech and you have dreams of Omaha, you need to figure out exactly what these roles are for guys in your lineups, but maybe even more importantly for the arms in your bullpen. Yeah. You uh, took the words right out of my mouth because uh, you, I was there in that Saturday game, which was uh, two hours and one minute to be exact. Went by the way you like them when you're covering them, huh? Oh yeah. And uh, you know, in an hour it took us to the sixth and, uh, my dog's going crazy. Sorry. No, but, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, the offense just wasn't there for you all weekend. Uh, in that win, it was four to one. And, you know, it was just something that, uh, you know, as tech fans, you kind of where, where's the offense transitioning over from basketball to, to baseball. But, uh, yeah, Baylor just came in here, took care of business. And uh, from here on out, it's just like you said, the goal is to get to Omaha. How can you kind of pay your way there? Obviously, you got to make the tournament which, I mean, this team will, and, uh, you know, just kind of hit, uh, you know, hopefully hit stride late in the season. Yeah, just get a lot of momentum. Yeah, it's difficult when you lose four of your top six arms, no doubt, um, in terms of just trying to get to where your end goals are in terms of making it to Omaha. But this weekend was, I mean, almost as bad as you could possibly have, except for a hit from Braxton Fulford that kind of saved you on Saturday. Um yeah, it, it was just not an ideal weekend for Texas Tech. I mean, again, it takes you all but out of the Big 12 race. But again, you have higher aspirations than that. It's just going to be difficult to get there when you're losing two guys such as Dylan Noisy and Kurt Wilson in the lineup. Yeah. And then don't even get me started on the rotation where 
you, you could argue outside of Patrick Monteverde, nobody that started a game at this point for the Red Raiders should have started outside of a midweek game. That's how many injuries you've had um, in the rotation, whether that's Birdsell, Becker, Dobbins, whoever you want to put in there. I mean, you could argue that Micah Dallas wasn't even supposed to start a game this year. You know, mm-hmm. you could argue the same thing for Mason Montgomery. Um, it's just it's just wild where they've come um, and that they're in this kind of situation now. I don't know where you expect them to fall down to, but here at five, I would probably expect them to end up at like 11. Yeah, um, it's right outside of the top 10. If if that even matters at this point. Yeah. And then where does Baylor kind of go from there? You know, just yeah, obviously I mean, took down the top five team. Well, they're right there. I mean, they're game behind tech in the standings now for the Big 12. Uh, in the Big 12, they're seven and eight. Uh, seven and eight now, I believe. Excuse me. While yeah, Texas think, Tech is eight um, and seven. Yeah. Do you have the standings up right now? I don't, but I can look okay, them up well, real quick. I think, you know, obviously the Texas is the Texas Techs of the world. You know, uh, the Big 12, just kind of like ba- uh, basketball works with baseball, you have your dominant teams. And uh, I, I was looking at it earlier. I was looking at it yesterday, actually, because I was writing up the story and stuff. But um, for baseball, let me see, get that pulled up here. Yeah, I got you right now. Texas is at 12 and three as well as TCU. Uh-huh. And okay. then Texas Tech is in third and they're four games back. So, yeah, I mean, it all but secures. I mean, it's it, it's TCU Texas or, or TCU. Texas. Yeah, I mean, at, at this point. So, and when you look at the um, overall record, Oklahoma State, Baylor, Tech, TCU, Texas kind of dominate. And then uh, sure. Kansas State, uh, Oklahoma, Kansas, they all have at least 20 wins. And then West Virginia is the only one without 20 wins on the season. And that's yeah. just talking uh, overall. But uh, obviously, uh, I, didn't, I, I think people too kind of maybe underestimated Baylor a little bit. Um, that Saturday guy was dealing. It's just Braxton just got a good a good hit off of them. Both teams just used two, uh, two guys out of the bullpen or just one guy out of the bullpen plus your starter. But um, he was dealing and it, things got a little chippy and, you know, it's big 12 baseball now. And, you know, you got your sell, sold out crowd. And uh, I think this, it's kind of just the sense back to normal. And, you know, maybe that kind of messes up with some things, but who knows, but those two losses against Kansas state are going to loom very, very yeah. large. Um, if you could have swept them, you would have been at 10 and five and two games back. Things be a lot different, but it is what it is at this point. We'll move on to softball now who just, I mean, they're playing (laughs) the best, they're playing the best team in the country. There's not much you can expect. Oklahoma is a, a damn dynasty to say the least. The number one Oklahoma Sooners on Sunday beat the Red Raiders 20 to zero due in part. Well, large part due to an 18 run fourth inning. Eight. Teen run their run fourth rule? inning for the Sooners. They run rule okay. the Red Raiders in five. They win 20 to nothing. The Red Raiders now fall to 18 and 23 on the year, two and 13 in conference play, while they lose to the number one Oklahoma Sooners, who just lost their first game of the year this past week to number 22 Georgia. They are now 37 and 1 and 12 and 0 in Big 12 play. Saw a lot of softball this weekend. Uh, I wasn't too much in tune with it. I saw Kentucky was playing Georgia, I believe. Um, and then Kentucky and Texas, not the, I don't know if it was a replay. It was right before the UFC fights, but it was volleyball. That's still a thing. Yeah. So, uh, spring that volleyball. Yeah, that's for the national believe, championship, yeah. man. So, Kentucky, I saw a lot of Kentucky volleyball and uh, softball this weekend. 
But uh, nonetheless, back to you know Texas Tech. Tech, obviously, we talked about it before on the podcast, but take a big step backwards uh, with the new coaching change. And you know, you returned you what Carly Hamilton and you Kevin know Burton. Uh, yeah, Kevin Burton. And you know, you returned some of your roster from last year, but just not obviously not the step they wanted to take from two years ago. I guess now uh, into reaching the actual tournament. Yeah, it's a it's a damn shame. Quite quite honest, you know, it's just. Things yeah. just haven't gone their way this year. You have tons of talent. I mean, at one point you were legitimately five outs away from going to a super um, not too long ago. So um, kind of crazy. crazy. Yep. Cr- crazy enough how how this just tide has turned for Texas Tech softball for one reason or another. Uh, real quick, men's tennis fell to number 22, Oklahoma State, the number 21 Texas Tech Red Raiders, fell in the Big 12 tournament four to three on Saturday at the Herd Turnus tennis center what is a tennis um heard tennis center excuse me in the big 12 championship so their season concludes right there um do need to talk about the latest recruit for texas tech basketball though um as winthrop adonis arms all big 12 name right there Mm -hmm. um has committed to play for mark adams um adonis averaged 10 and a half 3.7 um defensive rebounds 4.7 total rebounds assists 1.7 steals about one per game um and he did this in about 17 and a half minutes i don't know if he'll play more than that here brandon um but you do like the kind of player he is he's a rangy guy who can shoot well from three shot 35 percent at winthrop and you would assume that he's going to be that kind of prototypical three and d guy that maybe just stands in the corner on offense and maybe runs it a little bit, but most of the time stands in the corner on offense and waits for a kick out for a wide open three. Yeah. I think he's going to just to um, put your bench at another level as well. Another depth guy here. Um, things going to be better than Jamarius Burton, hopefully, you know, and then, um, you know, it all depending who comes back, you could be getting a Domi off the bench. Um, Chabuzo uh, arms, maybe Chandler Jacobs, if he doesn't start somehow, but um you know, he just adds quality, quality depth. And, you know, you're liking the guys that, uh, what do you call it, Mark Adams is bringing in. And, you know, they're not done at all. So just uh, interesting to see who can they land next. But uh, I do think the board is pretty much, uh, you know, very positive about this addition. A lot of guys saying they remind him of Zaire. And, uh, you know, he can kind of not maybe, you know, not the first round draft pick uh, sort of talent there, but, He's going to add quality depth, and I think that's literally what you can kind of summarize his his game at. And he was on, like you said, he was on the year at Winthrop, right? Yeah, he, he was a JUCO yeah. guy and had to redshirt um, for a year. Um, and then 17 minutes, you know, I think you might see that number go down a little bit here maybe. But, yeah, I'm thinking probably that's the cap yeah. um, in terms of average kind of reminds me of Justin Gray. Just most Justin Gray was a guy that was a better mid-range shooter. This guy's just a better shooter from deep. So that kind of is the guy that I would expect. Um, a guy uh-huh. that's really good on defense, can run the offense a little bit. I wouldn't want him to do it in long stretches of time. Yeah. But I think Arms can shoot the ball from deep better and is better at creating his own shot as well um, compared to Justin. But that's kind of the similar body type that they're running out there. And Justin – was a much better rebounder in terms of getting physical. It looks like arms is more of a lengthy kind of guy that uses his size and bounce to his advantage um, while he's not as physical, but 
I do like the ad. It's going to be interesting to see where Coach Mark Adams moves forward with the roster because now if you include Mac McClung, there's 10 guys on your roster. Mm-hmm. All of them are on scholarship. Now nine only count as scholarships because Marcus Santos Silva doesn't count against the salary, uh, the scholarship cap. Salary cap. Yeah, I was about <laughs> to say salary cap. Um, got me in my fantasy baseball mode right now. Um, but no, um, so you got nine right now. Going to be interesting to see what Devontae Jones does as well as others. Um, I know Langston Wilson is a guy that they mm-hmm. highly covet from the JUCO ranks, but going to be just really interesting to see exactly where they go because I think right now you got to get some scoring, man. You got to get some legit scoring because you just don't have enough of it um, at this point. And I get, you know, defense is going to be the main thing, but you got to have a bucket. And you, just, you, you just don't have a guy right now that has proven at the D1 level that he's a bucket. And, and that's a problem outside of, you know, if Mac McClung comes back, okay, you got one. And to an extent, Kevin McCuller. But if Kevin McCuller is your top option offensively, unless he takes a Jarrett Culver type leap, probably yeah. not ideal. Um, and that's no disrespect to Kevin. That's just not part of his game. Um, he's a really, and, really good player. You just need a bucket and you don't have one. I think uh, I'm not saying Buzo's the answer here, but maybe you could see Buzo kind of take that next step forward and just have a super, super leap here. But I just want him to see the court a lot more than he did last year. I think there towards the end, obviously, uh, was it against uh, Texas? Maybe Iowa State, who were – no, it was a tournament. Wasn't it? Arkansas. He, um, Arkansas. He showed those flashes that, you know, maybe Mark Adams is the guy that gives him those, um, you know, now that he's in control of, you know, obviously it's a staff kind of ordeal, but he gets the final call. You know, maybe he throws in Buzo, um, you know, early non-con, go start, see how he does. You know, I, I mean, I'm I, not I opposed so. to anything like that in year one. Yeah, I, I was talking to a couple of my buddies about it. I'll ask you right now, just with the starting lineup of let's just say Mac does come back just to make this mm-hmm. a little easier, right? You got a starting lineup of Jacobs, Mac, McCuller, Santos, Silva, and then you can decide KJ or Ogbo, whichever one you want to put in there. Where does Texas Tech finish without knowing the bench or anything like that? Where, what is that? where does that starting lineup get you? In the Big 12? I think you'd be fourth or fifth. Really? I think you'd be fourth. I, I'm leaning towards four. I, I was going to say six or seven. I think you're in the same exact position you were in last right year. Right in the middle. Like where you were last year. Or I guess bottom half. Yeah, I think that's where you were last year. Like, I, And again, that really just comes down to not knowing what's on the bench, obviously. Yeah. But you need I, a splash I, or two, I think, just to – get a little yes. bit more energy because these joke, these Juco guys are good. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you got to have proven D one players. Yeah. And I think uh, you, you brought up the next point was these Juco guys, they come in this whole big, you know, street dog mentality. I feel like might stay, might stick around, you know, they're street dogs, especially on the board and stuff. But like these Juco guys, have, they all go through so much, especially we saw KJ Allen go through literally watching him go yeah. through all that, not playing last year. This is his one chance, his one opportunity, kind of like Eminem said, you know, you got to give not it not a big got. Eminem guy, but I get where you're I mean, going. Me neither. Me neither. And I know my friend that listens to this, uh, shout out Diego. He's going to probably give me some crap about that. But um, nonetheless, I just think these guys just have a little bit of an edge to them. Your coach just left. I mean, the guy you came to play for, for, you know, your one and done, two and done, whatever, how many years you were going to be here, went to, you know, the other side, the dark side. 
I feel like that's just going to be a big chip on these, these guys' shoulders, and they're just going to be really, really tough. I'm hoping, especially Santos Silva. We saw him, what he kind of went through, people demanding more out of him, saying, you know, we didn't really get much out of him. Some people wanted to see him leave. I think that just yeah. kind of drives a guy like that. It drives these guys a little bit, you know. And then add in, add in McClung, add in Mac, and add in that he, you know, whatever he's whatever he decides, if he buys into Mark Adams, you know, I, I would see them, you know, being, you know, in the middle of the pack and not really taking a step backwards too much. Yeah. Which I think is probably the main goal. Yeah, it's just you, you got to get another big or two, in my opinion. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, for I sure. Prefer, I prefer scoring big <clears throat> at this point. Um, but, I mean, it, it's one of those deals, too, where what does my opinion mean? Absolutely nothing. Mark Adams knows what the hell he's doing. Um, yeah. so it, it, yeah. it's also one of those things. Mark Adams knows what the hell he's doing until he doesn't, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. and that's no disrespect to Mark Adams. It's just, sometimes your philosophy doesn't work. It happens. Um, but you have to trust him until it, you see it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's proven to you that he knows what the hell he's talking about. So see if it'll he can be make those adjustments too. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, recruiting is long way away. Um, do need to mention too, Reggie Pearson. Yes. Wisconsin transfer for football. The safety's coming in. He got medically cleared by Texas Tech. As it sounds right now, he was a South Dakota commit. Wisconsin didn't clear him. Are you? Do you know what the medical condition was by chance? Oh, man, no. I think I did Ben mention it in his thing. I know it was a medical condition, but... Did it, did it have to do with something with COVID? I, I genuinely don't know. That's why I'm asking. No clue. I, I'm just kind of astonished because apparently he went to his family doctors and they went to a bunch of doctors and well, three they all of cleared them. him. Yeah. And, but for some reason, you know, his, uh, the, the freaking uh, Wisconsin staff didn't. And Texas Tech so. did as well. So, and he didn't want to leave. Um, he didn't want to leave Wisconsin. Oh, he just wanted so. to keep playing. I mean, he mm-hmm. was a guy that was a really good player up there. Um, yeah. Let me see. I'm trying to see this. Uh, Ted Pearson Jr. has no symptoms, but that Wisconsin's concern stemmed from both his condition as well as how it might be impacted by COVID-19. It has something to do with his dad. Uh, or let me see. I'm on the athletic right now, just kind of skimming through this. I haven't I read it, you. but. So it did have something presumably to I do think, with yeah. COVID. He went okay. underwent a MRI. Okay. Right shoulder stinger. He was optimistic, but the staff unintentionally discovered was a medical condition that sidelined for since interesting yeah it sounds like they went in for a normal you know shoulder thing and they found something else interesting it's usually how it goes but hey big 10 uh wisconsin you know another db bring them in yeah i I don't know if exactly he'll play at safety that's what he played at wisconsin but Mm -hmm. um if he even plays just a nickel type situation here at tech i mean you'll take them you know you, you you want as much depth and experience depth as you can have um, especially back there in the secondary, and you think about it, you have four safeties now, Brandon, that are power five transfers. Big time power five transfers. Yeah, and Marquise Waters, Eric Monroe, Reggie Pearson, and then a guy that came in as a uh, wide receiver, but now he's back there as a safety in Seth Collins. So um, kind of crazy to think about, but Matt Wells and crew have done a great job at finding guys that can come in here and play right away. Hopefully he gets cleared in the sense that he can be on the field and this medical condition um, won't impact him, but a solid nonetheless um, 
recruit for them just in case he does get on the field. You know, I mean, you need that mm-hmm. depth back there in the secondary. So really, really quality ad right there for Matt Wells and crew. The only thing on the docket for today, April 26th, is men's golf. They're playing in the Big 12 championship tournament up in Hutchington, Kansas. So we'll keep you updated on that when we report back to you tomorrow. But, Brandon, you got anything else, man? Uh, no, no, I don't. You know, I think we uh, hopefully get some more basketball news this week. Yeah, and, hopefully. Um, hopefully you pull out a – a win in baseball, a win or two. That'd be nice. But, but they have a midweek, so. New Mexico. We'll, yep, yeah, on we'll Wednesday. preview that. Yeah, no doubt. But for Brandon Solis, I'm R.C. Maxfield. Shout out to Two Docs for sponsoring the podcast. And you know where to get the latest and greatest information when it comes to Texas Tech athletics. That's, of course, over on RedRaiderSports.com.